Hello and welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for both your recovery and your faith. My name is Max. I am an alcoholic and I am also a follower of Jesus. So this week we're starting on a new adventure and each week we're going to take a look at a different recovery church value. And we're going to do so, I'm going to try something I haven't tried. I'm going to put a little timer in the corner and I'm going to give myself 12 minutes to see what I can do on each value. I only have the 12 minutes um, and we'll go through each of the different values. What I wanted to do is just set it up and, and this will be the same setup each week and then we'll transition into whatever value of the week. But it's important to remember, you know, who who are we and what 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 do we do here at Recovery Church? Recovery Church movement is a network of Recovery Churches reaching and training those in early recovery to grow in their faith and their recovery. Recovery Church movement is a bridge between the 12-step fellowships and the church. We train, coach, and help people learn to become disciple makers within the recovery community and to start, plant, and reproduce recovery churches. That's, that's who Recovery Church is. That's what we do. Now, our vision, our recovery church vision is this. A recovery church in every city in this nation and beyond. And we have taken a look, I believe, I think there's some something like 15,000 cities in our, in our nation. And, and so we're looking at that and looking at ways that we can uh, continue to expand and continue to have recovery churches in each and every one of those locations, in addition to your online uh, resources such as Studio RC or, or our RC online campus, our uh, High Five at 420. So we have all these different stories, um, different ways that we can help uh, those, both the physical locations as well as giving uh, uh, digital resources as well. And so our mission, we, we've did a, our vision and our mission. Our mission is equipping God's people to do God's work of recovery. So we have who we are and what we do. We have our vision and we have our mission. And that will set us up each week to go into exploring a different value. And we'll, we'll review this each week and then we'll go into the value of the week. And so over the next several weeks, we're gonna look at ver various values. And, uh, and again, I'm gonna take 12 minutes um, on a clock and see how far and how much we, uh, we can get uh, covered. I may have to speed talk, but that's okay. Um, so hopefully you're ready and, uh, and this will be something that'll be informative also of who, again, Recovery Church is and who um, the very essence of us and our values and, and the things that we do value. So let's get started on this week's value. So this week's value, our first value is Jesus. Now, I'm going to give my, I debated between giving myself 10 minutes or 12 minutes. Who are we kidding? 12 minutes is going to go super fast. I can't imagine how 10 minutes would go. So. We're gonna put 12 minutes up on the board, boom! And then we're gonna go and let's see what happens. 
All right. Our first value is Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is with us and the bedrock of our faith. Now, we're a church. It's in our name, Recovery Church. So the church part, um, we have the freedom to talk about Jesus. We have the freedom to explore Jesus. The Bible says that the name Jesus has power. And uh, I, I, if you want to test that, I always kind of joke, bring up the name of Jesus at a meeting and watch the environment change. Um, but Jesus, the name of Jesus has power. And the truth is Jesus lived a powerful life. Jesus had such an impact. The world changed the way it, it told time. There was before Jesus and after Jesus. And I think what a testament that is. Now, sometimes I think maybe uh, that's what our families do sometimes, that our family marks our life before and after we got sober, like drunk Max and sober Max, drunk Mary and now sober Mary. Um, that's the kind of impact that sobriety has on the life, at least in our little world. Life changing has a way of changing how we and others see time. So it tells us in the big book, half measures availed us nothing. It tells us we also stood at a turning point. We asked his, capital H, his protection and care with complete abandon. The truth is every day we stand at a turning point. Our thoughts and our actions that propel us toward growth or turn us down the road to old habits and to using. And so for this, we're going to just give some thoughts that will help propel you toward growth. Again, our value is Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is with us and the bedrock of our faith. Now, who is Jesus? Let me give you just a, a little background. Maybe, maybe you don't know. Maybe you haven't experienced or uh, interacted with Jesus. If that's the case, I, I always encourage uh, people who are exploring their faith, read the book of John in the, in, the, in the New Testament of the Bible. The book of John, one of the first four books, um, is a great introduction to Jesus. That's, that's how I was introduced to Jesus. Jesus came for sinners and the sick, not for the well, which is good. Because again, in recovery, we're trying to get sick people to become well, not bad people to become good. Um, Jesus came to restore our relationship with God. Jesus walked in truth, in grace, and love. Jesus never sinned, which is important when it comes to both uh, salvation and crucifixion and some of those, the, the, some of our understanding of theology with that. Jesus came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. In that same book of John that I, I encourage you to read, in John 1.14 it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. They're talking about Jesus. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. It tells us in John 3, 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
So who is Jesus? Jesus is freedom. It tells us in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In the, in the Greek, it says life, life, like double life. That's why Jesus came. For us to have freedom, freedom from addiction, from alcohol, from drugs, freedom from our character defects, which we'll look at in the fourth step and share in the fifth step and look at the, uh, about the sixth step and pray about them in the seventh step. Freedom from guilt and shame. Again, those are often addressed in the, the steps. Freedom from our old identity. We are new creations. We have this spiritual awakening that is about this psychic change, this personality change, sufficient enough to help us overcome our alcoholism and addiction. And we finally have freedom from sin because of who Jesus is and what Jesus did. Jesus is hope. is freedom and Jesus is hope. The hope that we can change, the hope that we can stay sober and clean. Change, when we have change in our life, that indicates we have hope. And Jesus brings that hope into our lives that you can change, that you can have a new and different life. Jesus is love. We have freedom, we have hope, and we have love. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Love's not a feeling. Love's a service, like carrying the message as it tells us in the 12th step. God so loved. He loved us so much that he gave. God gave his Son. Jesus has the power to transform and that's exactly what he does. We, are, we become sober to be useful, to be of service to others. This, this transformation that we go uh, undergo is about others, not just about ourselves. It's not just, oh, so I can have a good life. It's so that I, we can serve others. It's about blessing others that are around us. Otherwise, if we received it and it was just for us, it would be selfish. And again, throughout the the recovery literature, it talks about how we have to be less and less selfish. Jesus transforms. God specializes in making things new. And we talk about this spiritual awakening, this psychic change. There's this outside power that comes in that brings about a change that we can't do ourselves. Jesus takes sinners and he makes us into saints. He he takes drunks and he makes them sober. He takes addicts and he makes them clean. He takes liars, thieves, and cheats and makes them the treasure of their home group. That's the kind of transformation that Jesus does. Jesus transforms not just so he can love us, but because he does love us. It's not just so he can love us, but it's because he does love us. Let me conclude with um, one of my favorite stories, and I think one that sums up what we do at Recovery Church 
And um, it again comes from the Gospel of John. This is from the 20th chapter. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his, and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sin, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side. I will not believe. Now a week later, his, his disciples, Jesus, were in the house again. And Thomas was with them this time. And though the door was locked, Jesus came and stood among them. And he said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hand? Reach out your hand and put it into my stop, side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. He recognized him. And then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So what I think sometimes gets lost in this magical story is that Thomas was allowed to stay with the disciples. The disciples had experienced Jesus and Thomas didn't. He, get the, he gets the moniker of doubting Thomas because he didn't believe. And the truth is, what's really awesome is that when Thomas had the opportunity to experience Jesus, he did. He had this my Lord and my God moment. What sometimes gets lost is the week in between. Recovery Church, that's the week in between. That's the, there will be people at Recovery Church who have experienced Jesus. And there will be people who have yet to experience Jesus. People who have not had their my Lord and my God moment. But Thomas was allowed to stay in his disbelief, in his doubting with those that believed. Recovery Church is the same way. If you haven't experienced Jesus, there is room for you to experience and understand and, and explore until you have the opportunity to have the, that my Lord and my God moment. That's the, the space that we allow and we, we intentionally have because of th th this value of having Jesus and the, the importance of having Jesus as that central point that we want you to experience Jesus, but we want to leave room if you haven't yet experienced it. Now, I know for me, it took two years of recovery before I found myself in the same re uh, room with Jesus. It took time. It was a process. I wasn't ready to, to believe. I needed to see. I needed to feel. But then I had my Lord and my God moment, and my life has never been the same. It changed literally the trajectory of my life. I love when I can be there for other my Lord and my God moments for people. We get to be alongside of them as they do that. Recovery Church will create space and help lead you to the opportunity to experience the my Lord and my God moments. 
Create space for your family, for your friends, for your loved ones, for others to experience it. And my time is up according to my timer. So our value this week, Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is with us and the bedrock of our faith. Hopefully that was a good introduction to that value and we'll uh, continue this series going forward. So we encourage you to uh, to like, to share, to uh, subscribe, to make sure that other people are aware of Studio RC, especially those who already attend uh, Recovery Church. Maybe they don't know that we have these online uh, resources, but share these with others so that we can get the word out and we can continue to uh, propel all things Recovery Church. We thank you so much. We thank you uh, for coming and, and listening to our value about Jesus. And I, I pray that you embrace uh, this value, this key central value for Recovery Church. And remember, remember, Recovery Church, there's 12 steps and one goal. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.